Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to possibly impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media and I'm grateful you're here. All right, welcome to the very first episode of the Strange Neighborhood Podcast. It's the pilot episode, and I'm here with my friend, Melissa Bedeen. I've known her for quite a few years, lots. <laughs> and uh, since we were real tiny babies and waitressing, yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time. And she is actually a psychic medium, and she coaches people to help them find their own gifts. And yeah, I'm just really happy to be here with her today. Thank you. Okay, so guys, I also just want to say a special shout out and thank you. We're laughing over like our Boston pizza days waitressing, but it's funny how the world takes us. And so I just want to say, just be able to laugh with us as we sip tea and just make this as casual conversations as we go through so many amazing topics and, and really, truly like ask yourself some of the questions too, and just see if it aligns with what we're talking about, because there's so many different things we're going to go over here it's it's going to be a colorful day <laughs> um but for people that maybe don't know exactly what um people mean when they call themselves a medium yeah. maybe you could tell us a bit about it and then a bit about yourself uh yeah there's so many things i think everybody should understand like you're good on understanding what does it mean to be intuitive i think it's going to be different on the titles that we use i find i try not to get too stuck on a title so i just want to debunk anybody who's like well i wasn't born with it my grandma didn't read the tea leaves or whatever i wasn't special we all can do this so like real numeral uno we can all do this i think just how we use the terminology is a little different so the way i describe it is like yeah i i will say i'm a psychic medium old me would have never used those words due to my ego fears of judgment whatever and if that resonates for you you're not alone. Um, but when I break it down and somebody's getting like a reading or a session or I'm teaching, I just kind of describe psychic is looking at like your past, present, future, looking at the Akashic and kind of reading that energy. And then mediumship is actually connecting to your loved ones that have crossed over, your angels, guides, whatever you kind of deem into like that protective energy, whatever that means to you. Because again, there's different cultures and beliefs and I honor them all. And so I try not to ever offend by being too specific because for me, it does feel the same. And so I, I just try and kind of break that down. So you can do all of those things. Everything I do, you can do. It's just really the beautiful opportunity of law of free will and choice. And so that's, that's like my first debunk that I want to go into. Yeah, we sort of kind of have this thing that we feel if we weren't like seeing shadow people in our bedroom when we were young that we just aren't. Yeah, that gift isn't available to us. Well, and it kind of comes and like, I just want to say this too. horror movies ruins it. Like, <laughs> let's just address that. Like, I, I look back and like all the things that I had and you can shut your gifts off. Not only can you develop them, but you can shut your gifts off. And so just saying like what you're just describing, that's clairvoyance when you have clear see like clear sight, clear seeing. And so let's say you saw that and you got traumatized as a child and you shut it off. You can develop it again if you want, but you can also look at your other clairs, like clairaudience, seeing, hearing, and then you can go to claircognizance, random state of knowingness you can go into clear gustins like smelling tasting you can go into clairsentience which is like empaths and feeling and so intuition is so neat how we all interpret it differently but we also may have blocked some stuff due to what we've had for experiences in our life so there's there's like a variety there that i 
I kind of like to bring up because some people will then say like, maybe there's intuitive envy, you know, when somebody's like, well, I want to see, exactly. and so like you can, <laughs> but you might just have a dominant one that's already there. So like working within the lines would be like my advice. It's so funny that you say that because my mom, she was reading Sylvia Brown all the time in Mary Hagen, and I like would take her books and then she had this tape that I found. And it was like, I was listening to it. And then she was saying to ask for a sight. Yeah. And I freaked out. <laughs> and I was like, I never want to see anything ever. Never. No, never. And then I always think back and think like, did I just like ruin my <laughs> chance? <laughs> then, yeah, we, yeah. The cool thing is, is the law of free will. Again, you get to make that choice. Do you want to develop it now? And so like, I make fun of myself. You know, I always, I, I wasn't one of those people that like, heard full conversations it would be little blurbs but i would see things and when you'd verbalize it to people that maybe don't see they deemed it melissa you have a really good imagination so then i was like am i making this up and they're like melissa is a really good storyteller i'm like i don't think i'm making this up but then in your head you're like am i crazy like is that or not saying it again <laughs> I, I remember once and i'm not even kidding like i just think this i'm singing about it but like i saw in the clouds literal angels and i know like that's so cliche but the thing is is like telepathically i could have a conversation and i remember it vividly and i was very young told my grandma who was watching me and she said you have such a beautiful imagination melissa patting me on the head it was this total like little moment where i just remember looking back from my I guess I'm crazy. Like, I guess, I guess I'm crazy. And so then I started to really question it. And then over time, other fearful things had happened. And again, the movies did influence it. And so I try and watch my energy on like what I allow in. So I do want to say that like, if you're watching scary movies and you're trying to develop intuitively, you're not helping yourself because it puts you in a lower frequency and it does bring that fear energy into it. So I don't watch scary movies anymore. We're old me definitely collected like all of them and did the books and all the things. And now me I'm just too. like, hell no. Like, no. It's so funny because my husband's like, what happened to you? You used to love scary movies. I'm like, I just can't now. <laughs> and I also think since becoming a mom too, that alone. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like hmm. is it all, all bad? Is everything bad just going to happen? I can't watch this. It's so true though. Yeah. So like just kind of understanding what we play into it and how we carry that, I think really helps for people developing. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you always know you're a medium? Like, could you? No. No, I'm, I'm shaking my head. She looks at me as I'm shaking my head. No, no. See, I think, again, the movies really made it different. So, like, when you watch the movie Casper, you're like, oh, that's, she's a medium. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a very visual, you know. It's so palpable yes. when they the way you think it's going to be right and so like for me I did think it was my imagination and in reality let's go there it sometimes is but that's how you connect and that's clairvoyance so like don't debunk your imagination that's a big part of your intuition I have to say that but did I understand even what media meant like no because I, I didn't have a crystal ball I wasn't wearing a funky hat I wasn't sitting there throwing salt at people like I didn't understand and nobody <laughs> guided me on this because I grew up in very religious house so like the idea of even using that title was very taboo, I have to say. So no, but the one thing that I found is I'm a bit of a personal development junkie. And then it kind of took me on like this whole roundabout way of like finding it. And I find that's the case for many people where they don't intentionally walk in with that being the focus. But the more you start to develop yourself, it's this whole like Wayne Dyer and like Deepak Chopra, they'll say intuition is into me, I see. So the more you develop yourself, the more you're aware. And then once you're aware, then you're aware of what is yours and what isn't. And that ties into understanding your healing abilities for yourself and others that understands your empathic traits, but that also understands your intuition. And so for me, I started as a massage therapist, like very, very like scientific and anatomical. Like, An amazing massage therapist. <laughs> well, I'm grateful. I'm grateful you think that because like I love doing it. But the thing is, you have to take continuing education credits. So like, I'm just going to say like, be grateful for the roundabout tour on it. And so like for me, I took Reiki and I was learning Reiki and I started to really like it. And the thing is, is that was like a gateway drug for intuition. I will say like, it, and everybody's story is different, but I find this is very common because now I teach Reiki and all the other things. Yeah. And so it's a gateway drug of just like personal development and awareness of your intuition. And so as I did that, it just kept, you know, becoming louder and louder in a sense of finding more things that were directed to that. And so no, did not know. <laughs> Roundabout answer, did not know. Honestly, I've always wanted to ask you that because I've known you for so long. And I'm like, yeah. all that time when I knew her, did she? 
I, I couldn't mean, read you, but the thing is, is I thought everyone could. Like yeah. I thought, every, like so again, it, it was that narrative. So like I read people, and you make up a story about them. So like let's Definitely. say you come in, and I I'd go like, Kayla, are you okay? And like I'd really, and you'd be like, Yeah, I'm fine. I'd be you like, were very right too. Like, <laughs> and I'd ask That's again, ask. <laughs> Are you are you sure? Because like I would have heard a story differently. Like I would have mapped it out, and it, that's why I say it's your intuition, but it's imagination. So I would have seen, you know, a fight with like your father, and like these different arguments and stress prior to coming to work, and I would have just been like, okay, it's a heavy day for her, so like let's just check in. And then I don't bring that story up because I'm like I could be very wrong. And then ego, by the way, is you don't want to say it and then be wrong. Right. And so <laughs> I, I also was an ego, so I didn't tell people shit. Like no one knew. And so like when I decided to actually come out as a psychic medium I call it like a mediumship closet nobody knew I didn't use the title also because it was taboo in my household so like no but yeah we all do it we all do it it's just really understanding it and then actually building it is the next step honestly when I tell people how I'm like learning to connect and about what that looks like for me they mostly always say oh I do that too or that happens a little bit to me too I didn't know that was so it's pretty interesting, really. Um, but I'm, what I really want to ask everyone, one of my main questions is, like, what do you think sparked your awakening? Because I'm very curious, like, what separates people from seeing the veil as opposed to being under it? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, what sparked it. Okay. So there's two theories. I'll share two theories because Beautiful. I find there's so many different ways <laughs> yes. to kind of come out. I definitely come out of a few different ways and I'm always wondering. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I will say trauma response is one. So mm -hmm. if you've had a traumatic event happen to you, I do find you're more susceptible because you see things a little differently. You're not caught up in like that materialistic view of, you know, the buy consume and, and record like eat, sleep, shit, go again. You know, like it's one of those things where I, I did have, and like, bless my parents, there's no trash in here, but like, we had some interesting events happen. And I say that because like, <laughs> I, there's not one personal one, but like, I've had near death happen to me. I lost my sister. And that's, that's actually, after I lost her, I stopped caring what other people thought. So that's when I went public about it, because I wanted to help people go through their own grief, but also find the beauty in connecting as a medium themselves. And so like, that's, that's just my perception. The second one of like, what helps to kind of break that veil and why some can, some can't, I find it's an awareness of our ego. Everyone has one. So like, I'm not going to say, oh, I've done enough shadow work, but I don't have any, I totally have an ego, totally have an ego. Like right now I'm going to make fun of myself. I'm wearing a shirt that tucks my belly in. That's kind of like Spanx. Cause I was like, you know what? Oh, we're recording today. And like, love and light me doesn't care she's gonna <laughs> eat some potatoes later but like the ego me is there so like i just wanted to you know you're like boss and the thing is is like that's where you get into the state of do you care though what other people think right or do you not care and i find when you understand when your ego is speaking versus when it isn't you're then in an awareness level of reading beyond yourself you're you're in that veil of understanding more than what is conscious and so like the movie they live where buddy's got the sunglasses and he can like tip them up and he sees you know the consume by and like all the different propaganda that's in life which it is like you know you go to school School, go to college, get married, white picket fence, pop the babies, and then you're cons consistently producing tax for the government. And you're like, this is this is life. This is the whole point. You're like, fear-based consumerism for life. Right. And then you like <laughs> slip into another narrative and you're like, or we do the things that light us up. We release the things that don't serve us. And in whatever order that comes is what we're meant to follow. I find like that's where you can kind of take it down, whether you're wearing the sunglasses or not. And it's such a cliche term again, but the thing is, is there's some accuracy to it. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I find like we all can slip in and out of that narrative, but being aware of your ego and what you're listening to is like the number one thing. And the one thing that I find too, like just for the listeners here, and like, I know you're aware of this, but like, be careful who you listen to, because I find there's going to be people out there that are going to preach some kind of narrative, but have they done the personal work themselves? I will tell everyone I'm a forever student. So that means I'm not better than anyone. You will know things more than I will know. But the thing is, is I might know some things that you don't know. So then if we can honor that status within each other, instead of getting caught up in an ego title framework and like that consistent cyclical pattern of like all the certifications and pat on the backs, it helps us too, because the cool thing is, is some people really are born with gifts that just come very natural. And then some choose to continue to develop that and really focus in it. 
And I find that's where we can really honor ourselves and, and really feel empowered in it to share it. And like what you're doing with your podcast and coming out and speaking your voice. I love that because the more people that do that, the more safer it is for those that might be scared or intimidated. And that's the cool part. Honestly, I've been called to do it. I feel like for, well, like last year in my new year's resolutions, I had a bunch of things building out. I built a business last year around photography and my goal was to then transition this year to add podcasting to it. And you know, it just all fell into place. <laughs> it actually <laughs> it's does. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, just everything. Yeah. Just like I wrote it down. When it's aligned, it's aligned. Like that's the cool thing. So like, please listen for yourself. Like had I been stuck in my ego about being a massage therapist and that's my focus and staying very clinical and like in that whole category, I wouldn't be where I am, but just allowing the flow to take me where it's needed. It was very, it was not predicted on my level. Like I didn't, I didn't manifest it per se, but it it happened as it was meant to. And I just kind of listened that way. And so see what it does for you guys. Like what is your path look like from your goals to how you actually get there? Yeah. It's crazy, actually, <laughs> how the universe just kind of lands things on you when you're open to it. And also, like what you were saying before, I just want to add that um, the idea of like being open to not knowing, yeah, being opening to open to being wrong, to not knowing, to not having the answers, like it's just so valuable. You're never gonna grow if you don't realize the places you have to grow still. Well, and that's, that's a big thing. Like I've, I've had many different coaches and mentors over the years and I find the ones that really excite me the most are the ones that are like, who cares if you're wrong? Who cares if you fail? You've now learned one way that it doesn't work, but you want to continue to move forward and take that lesson so you can move into a different aspect to find what does work and what succeeds. And so like, there will be rough goes, there will be interesting times and like not letting that stop you is like the number one driver that just empowers so many people. So I love that when we can just kind of go like, hey, I tried, this didn't work great. Let's see what comes <laughs> So like, even if you're developing intuitively and you say something and it's not accurate, even with me today, like your signs and symbols will be very different from the signs and symbols of your clients. So like this symbology of what it means to me will be different from my clients. So then I say it's safe to just say you're wrong or that doesn't make sense. And then it allows for the opportunity for me to dig deeper with spirit to get into a little bit more clarity. And I'm sure it helps build the client relationship when they have like a trust that they can be open to you and be like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like I have a spiel before I even do readings and that's in a spiel because it's, it's like, Hey, I'll, I'll kind of lightly go over it for people who are out there, but it's just like, Hey, this is the difference between mediumship and psychic. And that's what I've already shared. And then it goes into, you are welcome to ask any question, but don't tell me too much information beforehand. Cause if you're getting a reading, you don't want them fishing. Like I literally went to the psychic fair and this woman's like, okay, $50. I sat down. It was like a quick mini session. She asked me a ton of questions and then said exactly what I said right back to me. And she took my money and was like, have a great day. And I was just like, what the hell just happened? And the whole time I was just like, that is what? Like it just, I, I thought she would get to an actual reading at some point, but she literally just reframed my exact words right back to me. I was like, I never want to be that person. And so for me, I flat out say, do not tell me too much. If I've said something to you and it makes sense, you can validate it. If it doesn't make sense, please let me know because I'll be able to dig deeper with spirit and be able to really come into a clear sense of it. But do not, when you get a reading, whether it's with me, somebody else, we're all a little different in it, but don't give them too much information. Otherwise that's not a reading. That's right. Yeah. That's a coffee session that they're (laughs) taking money and telling you what you just said. Right. And, and, and if they tell you too much, the insights you have could get lost in that. Yeah. I've already been told that right to a point yeah like I find spirit like for me I do set an intention that I only share what's in the highest regard of my client so if it comes up then it's meant for them but I sometimes will find like spirit will block certain questions and I have to laugh because I know that if I did these these people this is my sign for this by the way these people would then hyper fixate and they would not allow it to naturally occur they would over hyper fixate and then they would get stuck in their ideal outcome of it and how that would relay and in turn they would miss the opportunity and so there's like different ways that it kind of plays out when you look into it and like the Akashic sense but yeah it's 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 interesting what sorry I have to go off question a bit but what does it what is it like when it gets when something gets blocked for you like if you had a question in mind to ask or a client asks you a question and you want to bring forth the answer what would the block look like okay or feel so like? in the beginning I overthought that. I really yeah. overthought that. So I want, I'm glad that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that, to be honest. That's a really good I'm question. I'm so curious. Yeah. So in the beginning, I wasn't very clear on that myself. And I found over time, it's actually just silence. Like it's yeah. just silence, dead silence. Blind. So again, Sorry looking into that. your clairs, you will see like, 
when we see smell taste touch hear sense no you're going to go through that and see how you receive the information you're going to build your own signs and symbols and like this is what i teach when i coach and like it's just really making it unique to you but if i'm asking a question we're getting blocked and i'm not getting anything I won't hear anything, I won't see anything, and it will be from the question of what this person's asking. And the only other time is like, if let's say, for example, when somebody comes in for a reading, I ask for the first name of, you know, just the client on the phone when they book and their phone number, so that way I don't have too much, I'm not on social media, I can't scoop them up or like yeah. whatever. And the thing is, is when I'm connecting to their loved ones, I just get the first name as well if, it's, if it doesn't naturally come through, because like I've done missing persons cases and stuff like that. And you can like you can search other things and you don't want that you want it to be very clear so that way there's no skeptic you know questioning at the end but if i'm not getting anything if i'm blocked i know that i'm not meant to discuss or connect to that person and so then i'll just kind of actually ask for a different narrative of it so i'll be like okay there might be some and it's and this is another thing i know as soon as i say this i'm going to hear this question already is it because it's too soon after they cross they need time in order to like you know kind of acclimate to it no i can actually i've met and connected with many people who passed the day of like it's that's not they're already in etheric they're in love and light it's not something that takes months or weeks or whatever it's you you might not be ready for the message in all honesty and so oh that's resonates so much that the human is not ready to he hear from that person yet yeah the person that's still here is not ready to oh that makes so much sense and so like i know a lot of people that's the follow-up question to that one but let's say you're getting a reading and i'm not getting anything in, in a particular subject for like your future like this happens a lot the same girl will come and get the same relationship question on repeat <laughs> bless their oh, hearts starling women sometimes I'm, I'm just <laughs> like, maybe we're too blind but like if you're listening to this I'm offended this is some mirroring shadow work for yourself and we're sending you hugs i feel like if you come to people like us with your relationship problems you want to hear the truth <laughs> Yeah, just disclaimer. This is this is authentically us. Continue listening to either of our podcasts. Please know this is what you're showing up for. Those are reality. Yeah. But the thing is, is you have to ask yourself, like, what am I carrying into this? And so, like, a lot of times people won't understand. If I continuously feed this person exactly what they want to hear, they're never going to heal. And so sometimes <laughs> I feel spirit will come in and just like, no, it's almost like not today, Satan. We're not feeding the ego. We're not feeding the same thing. And like, if I've given them the same response, I have to say, like, you need time for the reading to play out. You don't want, you don't want multiple readings back to back to back because you're going to get the same repetitious advice. It can be a different question with different subjects. That's different. But if you're asking the same question, like when people are doing muscle testing or using a pendulum and stuff, and you're asking the same question on repeat, you're not listening. Spirit's going to show you that you're not listening. So they're not going to give you clear answers anyway. So it's almost moot point. Like it's not worth it. And so like really being aware of that, sometimes spirit will be blank, not answer. It's in their highest regard not to hear it because it's just going to feed their ego or they're not ready to hear it. And those are the two things that I kind of come in on on that one. Personally, that's my belief in my experience. Yeah, that's funny. It's like that meme that's that girl and she says, no, can I just get a signier sign universe? <laughs> We just don't listen, do we? It's like a little tap and then a knock and then a slap. It takes a while. Every time I see those memes, I have to laugh because I'm like, I know I've been that person. I, but the thing is, it's like, no. But is it a sign? <laughs> I know I've had people that are like, show me a pink elephant. And then they like see a card, it's on a balloon. It's And they're just like, a pinkier elephant. A real one. What? Yeah. <laughs> good luck, sir. You know, just good luck, man. All right, I'm going to take this a little bit weirder now, since it's Stranger Neighborhood, Stranger Neighborhood podcast. Um, I want to ask, have you ever had experience with a UFO encounter or like uh, alien type phenomenon or something that you categorize? Yeah, I know, like everyone has a different idea of what that exactly is. But like, what's your experience if you've had? One? Yeah, I think this is actually kind of I. so like backstory, old me was not as aware of, of the level of awareness to that. So now I actually have to say yes, but my experience isn't something that's scary. I didn't see like anything come too, too close to my physical body. But as you meditate, I want you to kind of set an intention, like you, the listener, you too, Kayla, like just kind of coming into it. When you connect into the term guide, what does a guide mean to you? Like that's something that trips me out because I just assumed guides were people who were ascended masters or were angelic beings. But the idea is technically 
that is an extraterrestrial kind of energy as well for me. Like it kind of just feels all the same. I don't go into like this whole galactic federation and go too far deep down everything because I find I, I don't care about the terms too much. Like some people get really into it. Like they're, they're really into like one specific subject and that's fine if that's for you. But for me, I just don't want to focus too much on that and focus on like, what is the actual guidance that I'm receiving and what is my purpose in this life and why I chose to incarnate and what I can do with that skill or opportunity and so yes so the other thing is is then i started looking at things um in regards to calling it on and like calling it in to kind of just get different insights and so i've actually old ego beliefs would assume that it's a satellite the way it's moving it's not it's not a you know ufo that's a satellite but they'll move always a satellite yeah (laughs) even when it goes sideways and you're like i didn't see that it's a satellite (laughs) just moving and zipping up and down yeah so like now we live out in the country and i have to say in my backyard every once in a while we'll like sit by the campfire we'll just sit outside and i'll just kind of point it to my husband and he was always so big on like watching ancient aliens and our egos do some funny things where he's like, no, that's a satellite. And I'm like, is it though? And then we'll watch it. And it changed colors. It moved in and out. It disappeared and then popped back in a completely different area. You're like, satellites don't do that, man. Like, they don't. <laughs> what is this? And then the more you learn about like interdimension and like all these different things and how, whether you look at it as a being of light or, you know, frequency or whatever kind of topic you utilize on and really the verbiage that you resonate with ask your soul self your christ consciousness your intuition which by the way that's all the same thing to me um what does it mean to you like what does that energy mean to you what does it feel like if it feels heavy that's slipping into more of an ego energy and that goes into like am i reacting in fear am i reacting in you know a soul christ consciousness intuitive base and then the other thing is is can i connect with them like and that's where it gets really cool so i find now i'm not scared i'm not reacting in that ego sense and it does actually happen but it's not like some scary no anal probing definitely no like nothing <laughs> coming in my bedroom no missing persons and like that's again where the movies take us into a different energy and i feel like why would the movies want to do that why would they want to lower our frequency why would they want that fear and, and i have to say the energy that I've personally connected with has been of love and light. I, I do believe there's a diversity in everything and a polarity. So like, I do believe there's negative out there, but precursor. And like, this is like a coaching session for whoever's listening. I make an intention that I only connect with energy of love and light. I do not allow lower vibration frequency from some, whatever negative, whatever title you want to put in there to connect with me. So if it were that energy, I would be unable to connect because I've asked my spirit team to protect me from it. So like, those are some things that I kind of want to debunk, share, and hopefully help empower. That's actually really beautiful because it's all really about intention. And a lot of my, like people I know and people have certain practices that they do before they do their rituals or meditations to protect them. And I just, I'm a really firm believer that the whole intention is the main driving point. So like, if you set your intention at welcoming and positive only Mm -hmm. it's the power of your intention is like the most powerful force. Yeah. Honestly, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't ever like overcomplicate it. And I'm one of those, like, let's just keep it simple. Like don't, don't make it hard. I don't need gold light, white light, pink light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like I've had many different teachers and everyone is beautiful in their own way, but don't get overcomplicating if you're listening to too many narratives too. So like, please listen to yourself. Like, what do you resonate with? What works for you? What doesn't? And then stick to that. And obviously nothing against anyone who does any of that, but, and it's whatever helps your intention helps you feel safe in the space. But for me, Mm -hmm. I just go with my intention. And you know, what's funny about the UFO thing is that I've had like three experiences and two of them were right around this area. Really? And one was only a few weeks ago. (laughs) And I'll show you a photo later. To be honest, Byzantin, the glass, and like a couple other areas, I, I hear all the time. Like I have friends that live out there and they just send me videos Man, all the time. The craziest photos to show you. <laughs> you should put that in the show notes. Well, like, I, I don't want to tell all my good stories because I don't have that many in the first episode. <laughs> so we'll tell that later. But um, like, yeah, both the, like two, like one where I seen lots of moving lights one night and like really intense with that. I think it's called Spirit Lake or um, it's yeah. just north of here. Yeah. yeah there and then I seen some craft when we were driving up the highway not that long ago and another one was in my backyard but yeah that's just it though and like pay attention because I find the further you move away from cities the more it is and it's almost just like yeah this area has like a vibe I feel like 
to be honest, there's a lot of really open-minded people too. And like, I know some people who purposely call it in and they, they, that's their fixation where I'm more of like, whatever, live a life. Yeah. It'll come to me if it's meant for yeah. me. Yeah. That's and like, how I, am. I don't know. I, I look for signs. You know, one of those people where they're like, give me a sign. And then they ignore every single yeah. sign. I really try to be a, like aware of what I'm calling in too. So I think there's a lot more of that happening these days as well. Like there's the conversations Like even remember from when we started working together, the words love and light and all that was not around like looking at all that so it wasn't a safe space for us to have super open conversations like this I found and, and you've always been open I've never felt threatened in sharing it with you but now you can see like the human resonance and all these different things it's getting pretty amazing what's happening the opening it's like we've been cracked open and not yeah. everyone's open by like as a collective it feels like a crackling like yeah it's the surface this is breaking yeah you can't veil. stop it it's happening Woo! yeah <laughs> All right, we're going to keep it a little bit weird too. And I just want to ask you if you have ever had an experience with a ghost or a haunting. This is yeah. something I've never experienced. So I'm like super curious. Yeah. So, like, okay, when I discussed that I shut my gifts down, I was always I was always reading people, but I thought everyone was doing that and they just weren't verbalizing it. So there was there was that. But you know when you're a kid and you play with like the Ouija board? Oh yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> Don't do it. Let's just let's just <laughs> disclaimer for me anyway. I honestly think back about it all the time. I'm like, what was I doing? That's me too. Uh. And like this was elementary school. So yeah. like super sketch, not good at all. And like what happened, and this is I'm scary story time, but we were sitting in one of my friends' bedrooms and we were playing it. And of course, that's like the precursor to the story. We turned the candle on, turned the lights off, like made the whole ambiance for it. The ritual. It's not, uh, don't do it. Like, you're just going to keep saying it. But what ended up happening was um, we were questioning the actual intellect of this energy. And the thing was, it was not a good energy. It was, you felt really creeped out and it kept saying things that were very creepy. And at some point I detached my hands because I was like, am I influencing it? Like I started to kind of get a little scared on what it was saying. And then it spelled my name and it said touch. And so then I was like, no, I don't want it. And then it, um, somebody said, let's ask it a question since you're not doing it. And we're trying to show that, you know, because I said, are you guys moving it to kind of scare me? And I just kind of was asking. And I said, tell you what, what is the shirt that I'm wearing underneath my sweater? They hadn't seen it. I hadn't taken it off. Like no one knew. And it literally described my whole outfit underneath my, like, I was wearing three, it was like a trick question. It, and I just remember to this day, you know, like, it was a non detail. Yeah, it was a Ninja Turtle shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like, what? And then, and then it started to say things like, I'm coming for you and like all these scary things. So I didn't sleep well for a while. And I, I shut my gift down. And I feel like that was the intention of this negative energy. And what I ended up finding is, there was a store. Do you remember Monkey Forest? In oh, yeah. That was my guilty pleasure. Yeah. So I bought smudge. I got <laughs> the Epsom salt. I had the essential oils. And then I bought crystals. And as soon as I started wearing crystals, I noticed I felt lighter. Like I didn't feel as heavy. And for cheat sheet, any white crystal, like, you know, quartz or going into any of that, that's going to help your intuition grow. And it's a protection one. But any dark black crystal, that's straight up protection and grounding. So I was drawn to both of those. And so it was protection and growth. And so the thing is, is I never wanted to touch it again. That was like my for sure. But the things that this this energy had said, it stuck with me. And I do feel like that put a block on me feeling safe and developing. And again, you have to be careful like what your what your goal and intention is. Mine was not set to like only love and light energy. I didn't know. I didn't know how to do that. And the ignorance was there. My parents definitely didn't recommend this, nor did they know. So like bless their heart. But what happened is, is a lot of weird occurrences followed. And so like, you'd feel that heaviness, you'd feel eyes on you. And it just, it attacked. And I'm not saying I was like physically attacked, but you know, that sleep paralysis that's happened when I've allowed myself to get in a lower frequency. Like if you get caught up in drama, if you're, if you're consistently around negative people and energy and like just these things, your frequency really does dictate what you're going to attract and it's happened again in life. And so when things like that do occur, it's time to check in. It's time to check in on like, what am I attracting? What within me is unhealed that I need to work on in order to prevent this? And so, yes, to your question, but the cool thing is, is no, I let it go now. And now I understand the rules and the boundaries. And so like, for example, if you were to start a coaching session with me for me teaching you how to do this with my program, first week, we start with boundaries of the living, boundaries of the deceased, because I don't want that shit for you. <laughs> I, I walk through like, 
hey, let's empower you to know that you actually get to dictate what that looks like. You get to set the intentions and you get to move forward in it. So since then, I've only felt good things from it. And if something bad does show up, then I allow it to just kind of take notice and I tell it to go away and my guides help protect me from it and it's gone. But yeah, like as I was developing, I didn't have that skill set. And so I carried that into it as well. So that's why I was kind of trying to like debunk here, you know, like you can change it. You can allow it to happen or not happen. It's really up to you. It's it's funny, yeah, because I do find that the state, emotional state you're in really affects the, the when the heaviness comes and stuff like the lower you are, the harder it is to shake. But when you're really light and high vibrational, it's like you can almost laugh it off. Yeah, and it just trickles away. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I get lost. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, there's so many things that come into that. Like, I know a lot of people are like, I want to develop as a medium, but I don't want people in my home because I don't want their ghosts to stay with me and haunt me or whatever. Debunk number there. Um, <laughs> they come with the guests and they leave with the guests. They don't stay, they don't like me. They don't know me. They're, I'm just, I'm the meat. By the way, I'm just looking into like what it means, I'm the the medium, which is the middle man. I'm nothing more than that. I'm just the middle man of the frequency of like source and earth. Like you're just reading in that frequency. That's all it is. And so the more that I kind of, you know, say that to people, I'm like, well, they're going with you. They're like, say bye to me. I'm like, you just did. They hear you. It's, it's I'm only helping you understand what they're saying. That's all I'm doing. They can hear you every day, all day. It's, are you listening to them? And do you understand how to decipher? And that's it. So it, it's kind of cool, but yeah, when you're in a low frequency state, you're not very hyper aware of the energy that's around you and it just kind of carries. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ask you a big question. What is the strangest thing that ever happened to you? Okay, um, that just took me to, a, to like this whole little memory bank. Um, <laughs> I was in this one, so like Terry Mytofer, bless her heart, mm -hmm. I love her. I was at her uh, workshop, we were learning I can't remember if it was Reiki or if it was a different workshop for like auras. And I, I just remember it was a workshop at her place. And we had been doing this session as a group. And this one woman came in that day very heavy. You could feel it. And it was palpable. And at this time, I will say this. I had shut down clairvoyance. So I wasn't seeing. But claircognizance was always my dominant thing. So like I knew things about people and stuff without them ever telling me. And it weirded people out, so I didn't say it a lot. Because <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, yeah, when you're like, you know things. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't. How do you how do you explain it to people? I don't know how I know. I just know. And then they're like, uh, oh. I'm an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, that's didn't the say world, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but basically. That's the as you could get. <laughs> but that's just it. So, yeah. like, I wasn't seeing this, this spirit throughout the day. And so the thing is, is I could feel it though. And like, I kind of pulled her aside. And like, the other thing that I want to say too is I don't ever breach the law of free will. I don't give readings to people who don't ask for them. I don't go and try and supersede into people's life lessons without their awareness and intent to want it. And so I just kind of said, you know, like I see, like I feel something. Um, I just, I don't know if you're open to talking about it. And I kind of described, you know, it feels like there's a heavy grief from somebody that you've recently lost. And she's, and she was just kind of describing, yeah. And I said, it feels older male. And he's got like a, a weird personality where he's just kind of pranking you. Like, I feel like he's freaking out right now. <laughs> she's like hundred percent. And then she described who it was. And, and I was just like, okay. And so then she got scared because her gut reaction was like, I don't want it to stay with me. So then we did like a cord cutting session. Well, the funny thing is, is careful on how you cord cut, you send him to love and light. If you forget to do that cord cut, you know, like all the things you want to set an intention that it's not going to, you know, just willy nilly hang around or whatever is, is like some people's fears. Like I said, though, spirit goes where they want to. So it's, <laughs> it's not that he was trapped or anything. Like, I don't go into like, there's a vortex of trapped energy and we now must ghost it out. Like, that's not my energy on it at all. But the end of the day, I was the last person to leave. I had to go to the bathroom and there was like a lineup. So I was the last person to leave. I was talking to the teacher. We we're having a great conversation. And I went to the bathroom and you can just feel eyes on you. It was that feeling. And I like looked in the shower and there's a shower curtain. And I just saw the actual sharker move. And I was like, come on, eyes playing tricks. Like, you know, when you stare at a wall for too long or like the light, and then all of a sudden your eyes playing tricks. Again, ego here, but I was just like, my eyes are playing tricks. It's okay. That's it's like when everything's on fire and you're like, it's okay. I'm okay. I don't know what that curtain's moving. I feel the eyes and I'm in complete denial. And then I hear it. I hear it going, thank you. And I'm just like, what? And I like look and I'm like, for what? And then it showed me the image of when we helped her heal from the grief and she had attached his energy to her. She had carried she was it. On to she him. was carrying grief and everything. And so he just wanted to thank, he was hanging back. He just didn't thank me. 
but I'm on the shitter. And my ego <laughs> means like, cool, dude, you're welcome. But can you please leave? Like, I need to turn around. around. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Sir, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> but it was one of those things. And again, being new in this, like I was maybe like 21, 22. It was definitely one of those things where I was like, what just happened? And so I came out and I was pale. Like, I, I just remember Carrie Busser, I was like, are you okay? And I kind of described what happened. And she was like, isn't that beautiful? I'm like, again, she changed the energy for me. She's so, she has such yes. a beautiful energy, that woman. <laughs> she was, bless her heart, that's the first teacher I ever had There's on this. something about her that's just like so loving. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, and that's just it. And so like, I give props to her all the time because like, that was such a great you know, snap out of it where I was like, yeah, it was really beautiful. Now that you think about it, we were like, but I was also trying to wet my bum and it really <laughs> threw me off. And then we laughed about it, but yeah. I was like, I think I need to make a rule with spirit where when I'm in the, in the potty, they don't come to the potty. Yeah. And so like, I that's know, my yeah, that's so like when I say boundaries and rules with spirit, it is that simple. Now I have it where it's like that. And it's from that experience. Cause that really did mess me up. So like every once in a while, that ego here will pop up where I'm like, when there's a shower, I'll kind of move the curtain and be like, you know, no, <laughs> but it's because I set that rule. It's never happened again. Yeah. But that was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, that could have gone one of two ways. And thankfully she was there to help me spin the narrative. But it's like, yeah, it was really beautiful. But I needed to move the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a good story. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you can laugh at it now. But in the moment, no. <laughs> There's another question I wanted to ask that I do. Um, I just kind of thought about, like, I really want to know, like, what does the term, like, the matrix or what is the matrix <laughs> to you? Uh, like, if you could explain to someone who's obviously never seen the movies, which creates a story in our heads that might not be exactly true or might be, yeah. you know, mirroring truth in some way, like what, how would you explain what the matrix is? Well, I think there's two ways and one is a little more disempowering. So I'll start there. We'll okay. Yes. <laughs> let's start. Let's start. <laughs> so like, do you remember on men in black when there was like the universe was on the dog's chain Yeah. and it was just a marble size yeah. and it like pulls out and it just shows how minuscule we are. Cause it just keeps pulling like a world within a world, within a world, within a world. And then it's really these big aliens that are flipping marbles and we don't even feel it. That's kind of how it feels to me. Well, we are such like a minuscule chink to like the greater scheme of it all and how we react and respond is whether we're doing the polarity of a positive energy or negative energy. Like, are we in love and light or ego? What are we feeding? You know, and it's like that two wolf kind of scenario. Like, which wolf are you feeding? The anger, the hate, or the love and light? And like, that's where you can kind of play into it. And the biggest thing is, is like one person does make a difference and doesn't on the scale of like the whole world. Like you can make a difference, but in the reality is if you're not going to choose to, if you're not going to look at it that way, then you're not. And so I do believe, for example, you speaking out and sharing on different opportunities for people to really connect in and find their authenticity and their voice. And like me working on trying to help empower people and developing their own intuition and their own healing gifts, because I find like the whole system that the government provides is kind of like a crock. Um, and I'm saying that lightly, but I'm like, this That's is that very negative story. Way to say it. <laughs> a frock. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Agreed. <laughs> when you look at it that way, it's like how to gain our empowerment back. One person does make a difference by helping other people find their voice which then carries it where we can all feel more empowered and really listening to our truth where if let's say we just have that and we don't stand that part like you said I had a calling to do a podcast I felt the exact same way it was more just to like get the message out in whatever that looked like but that's the point of it it's just like having that pull now the matrix in itself is how are we playing into it are we a negative fuel for whatever you know negative force energy or are we the positive and are we making that difference that's either fueling the good role for the bad wolf and so that's one way to look at it the next one is the matrix on like how i look at the movie they live it's such a great visual representation the matrix is basically we are all programmable so like when i teach deep cellular healing this is another kind of thing that i really look at and this was taught from one of my other mentors and i give i give praise where praise is due and like marilyn domestic she taught this and the thing is is what is the language that you bring to the world 
Like, are you positive? Do you talk positively about yourself? What kind of energy do you absorb and who do you hang around with? Because again, Tony Robbins will go into like, you're only as good as the five people you spend time with. And then that feeds that matrix. Like what reality are you in? Like, are you a cup half full or cup half empty? And then why? So like deep cellular healing, it looks at what kind of generational trauma you have, ancestral, cultural. It even goes into religious and it goes even into like our schooling indoctrination. And I'm going to say schooling indoctrination because that's what it is. And so when we look at the seeds that are planted and looking at COVID, this is such a diversified kind of like, we can go one of two ways here. And if the listeners triggered, I love you. But the biggest thing is, is when you have a seed, you have to look at what one are you being fed? And I started getting curious when COVID came out and I started learning about neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. And we're all under some form of a hypnosis to like our narrative. So then there's things like cognitive dissonance where people will not be able to see the other side. Then they call that mass psychosis, which does tie into the matrix because they are tied into their reality of the matrix. So whether it's like all the people going and doing the eat, sleep, work routine, and they never question, why did I choose to incarnate in this life? What is the bigger purpose? What is the point in this? That's when you've checked out of that matrix. You're not seeing it on the materialistic programming that we've been told to believe and have. And so then I find that's when we take the sunglasses and put them on and we're really digging into like, what is the point of all this? What is the goal that I have? Am I living authentically or am I living something that was built by others for me to consume and create this further perpetual cycle? And so then as you dive into it, you can understand not only is there mass psychosis and hypnosis, but you can plant seeds in your subconscious brain to change it. And not only that, but you get to become the narrative of what that looks like, depending on the seeds and the influence and what you put around yourself. And so that's the two different narratives that I have. One is like going more universal, looking at that whole scale back. And then the other one is like living in the now moment of what you get to play into what your matrix looks like today, because you don't want to feel helpless. Like I truly believe we have the law of free will spirit. For example, they cannot help you unless you ask for help. So when people are praying, they're asking for help. So then spirit can influence and assist them. It's a really stubborn people that just assume, you know, I'm fine. It's okay. Everything's okay. But they never ask for help. And then the thing is, is they're not going to manifest as quickly as the others that do. And I'm not saying you have to pray to a specific God, but like, what do you believe in? So for me, I ask for my spirit team guides, angels, ascended masters, and loved ones to assist me. And then I set the intent on what my goal is. And so that's asking for help. And so just kind of playing that into what is your matrix? What is the reality? What does that look like? I think it's the really cool part, if that makes sense. That's, you put it so great because I just found it like, um, it's just, it is, it's just like, we have this way of looking at the matrix like it's ones and zeros yeah yeah Yeah. when really it's just like a a thin veil Mm -hmm. it is like maybe we're even laying over things ourselves but it's due to like our programming and things that have happened yeah to direct us to see things that way but it really is from our perception and we can break it we can break the matrix by changing our perception because we see things different. They are different to us then. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest like message I would like for anybody to hear here is like just the empowerment that comes from you get to dictate what your reality looks like in that. And so if you're living in a fear bias, like you are going to have, not only is there cognitive dissonance, but there's, you know, confirmation bias where you're only going to search for what exactly your narrative is. And that's all some, do it. We, we can, <laughs> if we're you're not aware. Yeah. Yeah. Until we can. Yourself. Yeah. So like, for example, it's easy to, it's so easy. And, <laughs> and it gets to this thing where we just want to be right. And that's our ego. So that's why you have to be able to understand and differentiate what is ego, what is soul. Mm-hmm. And so like, for me, for example, with COVID from the get go, I was like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. If I'm meant to go, I believe I'll go. If I'm meant to live, I'll live, but I'm not going to live in fear. That's my, that was like always my stance. And then as it got more intense on the propaganda seeds, and that's what I'm going to call them. Mm -hmm. I started to really ask why would they want that fear to be in us if they genuinely cared about us and knowing what I know about stress and our physical body. And like, let's look at our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual selves as separate bodies. Are they fueling all of them or is there one and who owns that narrative and what is getting paid? And then you ask them that and that's a whole other rabbit hole. But the thing is, is when you can understand, I could have confirmation bias and only looking for one narrative, but then that makes me unapproachable to the alternative side. So I want to play devil's advocate and I want you to play devil's advocate in any scenario not just the COVID game and I call it a game because I feel like that's what it is mm-hmm. but like play you know devil's advocate to both <clears throat> narratives and here's the cool part once you do you'll understand the other side better there's no division then and that's where I find society is really scared in what's happening is because the propaganda is dividing and when we watch again like the, the documentary social dilemma 
there's a lot of things that aren't helping our human resonance for shamanic like purpose of growth and awakening if we allow it. But if we decide not to allow it, we get that empowerment back. So that's that's why I just kind of like to bring that up in, in that topic. I sort of like I definitely agree with that. Like when you awaken, you sort of you awaken to think that you've been lied to and you see that. Mm-hmm. And then you put yourself on a side of things. And then it takes you a while to realize that there's lies on that side too. Oh yeah. And then when you get there, then you're sort of start, you're going to figure out like what the matrix is to you. I think when you get to that point. And that's just staying neutral as best as you can. I find we can all get triggered for sure. triggered. (laughs) Like when people start calling names to either side, whether you're a COVID cultist to a COVID idiot, like whatever, I don't care what you want to call it. The thing is, this is rude either way. Let's not feed that narrative. And so for me, it was trying to stay neutral. But when you're constantly bombarded with like that fear energy, it gets harder to ground yourself. So looking at like, what is the matrix and the energy to it? staying grounded and centered in yourself and being able to read between those lines, I think is like the most important thing and understanding there is no actual side. Like when people are like, Oh, Democrat, Republican, I am neither. I'm in Canada, nor am I conservative or liberal or NDP. I don't actually agree with any of them. I'm going to be very honest. None of them really fully have the best interest for the people. A lot of them are paid. And I think it's kind of a puppet game. If I'm going to just bring my, my little ego drip in that one. I mean, I don't really want to lay my opinion too thick, but <laughs> I would say from my perspective that it's, it's like we're watching a movie. Yeah. Every, these people are actors. Yeah. This stuff isn't real. Their yeah. opinions aren't real. Their personalities aren't. You, your job is to figure out why. Yeah. That I, I have to agree. She's going to have more podcast guys. You want to listen to the rest. Like, I know where this is going. <laughs> you know, maybe we're going to get weird. Maybe it's just one of those things where you can really, you know, see what you want to see. And when you're ready, you'll see more, but like, yeah. don't overwhelm yourself too much. I know like yes. all those fun little rabbit holes, they keep going. And the thing is, is just stay grounded, stay grounded to understand. Am I slipping into confirmation bias? Am I slipping into a neutral territory? Because that's going to allow you to really be more open. And so like, even as we discuss aliens, some people don't recognize that term. Like that's not a term that they recognize but when you're like, okay, for example, when I started looking at developing my mediumship and connecting to angels and guides, I would see a ball of light and each light color means something different. And that would tie into like what archangel to different, you know, symbolic resonance of what it meant for me. When you look into the sky and you see specific colors, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, but like not getting tied too much up into what is the title? What like getting really hung in there, but really find the messaging as to why are they trying to connect? Why are they showing up? What can I learn and grow from this experience? And I find that's the really cool part. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on the actual interview with spirit and the opportunity that comes from it. So honestly, I do use the term alien to describe something that I wouldn't, I think maybe more people wouldn't use that term. So like for me, when I say alien, it's like, I'm trying to put a broad term on something. So it's like understandable to a large group of people. But for me, I would say it's an interdimensional light being. I actually agree with that. Like, I I don't find many people understand that though. So like, when you go down like the guy, Angelaris, when you go into like all those kind of trainings and teachings and and beliefs, yeah, it's a different I guess that kind of brings people into like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's sort of like, what? Yeah. So, yeah like they I can, said, they could get on board with aliens, some people, but then you it, might lose them if you go. It, it's like that men in black marble theory though. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I kind of look at it. And so I have to agree with you, but yeah, we could go all day on that one. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So this is my final question, but you're welcome to um, answer more questions and we can talk some more after this, but this is my final question. And it's uh, through your mediumship, what kind of insights have you gained about what is going on in the world? <laughs> Do you have a message of hope that you can share with people? Because I know you deal with like high vibrational beings and I'm sure there is goodness yeah. in this for us. And we would love a little egg of it. Yeah. <laughs> right about now. Yeah. yeah. As we go down, like, give us a taste, Melissa. We need a little sweetness. <laughs> well, I have to say like, okay, I, I love being honest. So I'm always going to be honest. Mm-hmm. So when I first started really questioning life and why would certain people want to not look over our best interests and why, you know, are certain organizations running shows when they're they have their own confirmation bias and other things. So I'm just going to leave that there. But 
it just really kind of messed with me onto like, what did I play an influence with that might not resonate with me and like guilt that I had. And you have to kind of work from there and heal that first before you can really open up to the next step. If you're building your mediumship and you want that connection. So after I did that, I started meditating with what is actually happening and what are we playing into? And I hope this resonates for you guys. And if it doesn't, Love and hugs. But the biggest thing is, is <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah. Every time I found really getting caught into like society, you know, they'll like market certain things to you and really push, you know, really, you know, kids going to school all day, parents working all day. And then you get like an hour of supper time and then you tuck your kids into bed. You're missing the point of life. And so the blessing that came from COVID was a lot of that got silenced. And a lot of us had what we call you know, redirect. We had to redirect ourselves. Our focus is a lot of people realize they actually didn't like their jobs. They switched. A lot of people realize they don't resonate with what's happening. So they, they got louder and they spoke their truth and it's making a difference. So what I see now, and it took some time for me to like heal my confirmation bias, but it's, there will always be good. And there will always be evil. There, there, there is but there's going to be like a split of two worlds. It really feels that way. And so the ones that only want to see the negative, the ones that are constantly pushing it and dividing and name calling and getting stuck in this like blame for somebody else, for them making choices that are best for their own individuality and bodily autonomy, they're going to stay there until they decide to do the self-work and some won't. Some won't. And I say that with like a heavy heart because like I, I pray for everyone. We all know tons of them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love them. them. Yes. But, yes. And the thing is, is like, you can't come in it with anger or anything to them either because then you're no better. And so like, for me, you can call me any name in the book. You can say whatever you want about me. I really don't care. To be honest, I don't. But the biggest thing is, is how I play into this narrative is going to affect what comes after. Mm-hmm. And so when people talk about like the age of Aquarius and all that stuff, it does feel like that's where we're heading. It doesn't, it's not overnight. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> it's not overnight. But got some growing pains, people. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like I said, when I first met you, this was years ago. Years. To look at the narrative of what society has changed into now, it's so different. Like you and I, our conversations were so different back then. So different. And it's because we weren't ready to see, feel, and sense more and even work on ourselves to the level that we are and it came organically mine came from a very big fluke on just looking for continuing education credits for massage yours came from all the life experiences that brought you to where you are and like Mm -hmm. how you decided to continue to level up and just challenge outside your growth comfort of what you grew up with and same with me like my family was not a Tony Robbins like (laughs) that's where like I look back and I'm like where did this come from and the thing is is we're listening now we're listening all of us are listening but are we listening to something that's got our highest regard in its best benefit or is it something that's a little lower frequency are we like listening to Jay Shetty or whatever (laughs) (laughs) that's that's just it using one-liners kind of well, and like, high vibe through life. <laughs> when people say like good vibes only, that's not really either. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Like I, I had a sign that said that, and it was such like a petty. It's such a bad logo and motto because you will not feel and grow from just only positive experiences. We need the hard in order to appreciate the good. Like we would not have seen the cracks of the corruption and the bias and like all the negativity in society and how quick they can turn had the bad not happened. Like, had that not been shown to us, we're seeing flashlights show all the cracks in the system and where we need to fix it and what we can do. So now I love this. And like you asked for the light, that's kind of, I'm seeing people who were quiet before, who didn't want conflict, who didn't want to like get out there. Maybe we were tired. Like just, yeah. you look, a lot of people were tired. And so the thing is, is they see the gap and they want to fix it. And now people are. And so like, there's all these initiatives of just volunteers. There's no, you know, corruption narrative to them because they're completely stepping up parents coming to school boards speaking their concerns there's like people like me and a bunch of others we're going to the city community council meetings and our our MLAs and like speaking where like where can we help here to stop this and also you need to be held liable like you're you're going to be held accountable if you're going to continuously harm people like when we look at one thing we have to be able to scale back and not get stuck in our confirmation bias of like okay somebody tests positive does that mean that they're critical does that mean that they're in the hospital and if so does it mean that that's their only ailment what other comorbidities what uh, what other things are happening not only that 
But what is the payout? What is the monetary bias? What is the actual scale bias beyond that? Why do they want lockdowns? Why do they want control? What is the overall effect for the small business scale back further? Why do they want big box stores to have a big corporate? What, what is that? Oh, now we're talking about universal basic income. Okay, let's keep profits going. off those businesses. Could it be the people profiting off the other things that are happening too? That right? maybe own all these secret <laughs> organizations that fund pharma? I don't know. Oh, weird. It's only going to like three families. Isn't that weird in our country? As like, you know. <laughs> oh, how many times does our premier just keep getting away with everything? And we're just going to pretend that like we're not a dumpster fire with our politics yeah oh the fancy (laughs) (laughs) so like here's the thing you can see two things you can see what can I do about it and just kind of play into the I'm not going to do anything or you can get empowered you can get off your ass and you can make a change and whatever that change looks like for you is it joining a church and helping to do volunteer work is it speaking out like we're doing right now and just letting people know it's safe to have an alternative opinion because cancel culture was weaponized to stop people from speaking out some of us don't give a shit. So here we are. <laughs> I don't care what you think of me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. And like the right people come, right? Well, and it attracts more natural authenticity. Yeah. And so I think early 2020, people were scared to say it too loud. So I was very quiet about it. I'll be honest. I was a little guilty on that because I didn't want to offend people who were losing it individuals either. Cause they're like, well, then you don't care about grandma. I'm like, I absolutely care about grandma, but then we have to scale back too and look at like, okay, suicides and opioids. I've been talking to a mental health nurse who told me flat out there's more suicides and overdoses than there are COVID deaths in that province of British Columbia. And they're not actually voicing that they're not sharing that it's not public. And the thing is, is it would ruin the narrative. Who cares about the narrative? If they genuinely cared about us, why wouldn't they stop that? Why wouldn't they bring a light to that? And that's personal for me because that's how I lost my little sister. So like, I will go out about it. And I feel like when, and like, this is why I say, like when we look at the matrix and everything, be the marble universe where you can pull back and see all the things that have happened for you, not to you. The loss of my sister allowed me to see a corruption in the government and the pharma and like how they genuinely didn't care. It cracked your egg. It did. And then (laughs) the thing is, is, I could have broken or turned my mess to my message. So I turned my mess to my message. So this is that call for you. What is your mess to message? What happened to you in, in your lifetime that has allowed you to see the narrative that you have? Are you staying neutral? Like, I'm not saying, I know so many amazing doctors and nurses. I'm not saying everyone's corrupt. I'm not saying everyone in the government is corrupt, but I am saying there's a lot that are. There's a lot that are because they're scared to come out, scared of the repercussions, the blowback, cancel culture, whatever. And like, I talk to them. And the thing is, is, I understand that. I'm not mad at them either. You have to stay neutral even in how we come at it. But the thing is too, how are we playing into this frequency? Are we doing nothing or are we doing something? What are we doing? What are we, what are we sharing into it? And how right. are we going to carry it forward? And so I will say from 2020 crazy madness start, and like it's way before that too, guys. Yeah. But I'm just saying that was <laughs> that was the light that cracked that yeah. a lot of people will recognize and a lot of people are now seeing it. It was the real slap upside the head from the universe there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a water balloon just gets dumped on you and you're like, what is this? Yeah. That's basically what happened. And the more you kind of just pull back and see that you get to laugh a little bit harder on like okay reality check were the things that I cared about in early 2020 even mattering how much did you grow in this time frame what what happened for you and if you're getting angrier and bitter please look at that and ask yourself why like I know so many people that I loved being around and now protecting my own energy I'm like okay we can't even have an open conversation where I can say agree to disagree they straight up cancel. These are weaponized people. How do yes, they get weaponized? weaponized. They're weaponized people because now they're so caught up in their confirmation bias. They don't want to see here. They will tear you apart to prove themselves, else. right? <laughs> oh, you're going to call me a conspiracy theorist? Look at how that term came about. You want to call me, you know, like say mandates. Mandates are laws unless we conform. Like understand the terminology that's used. And I have to say like understanding intent behind it. When we look at deep cellular healing, words mean more. It's almost like spell casting. So when you understand what the words in the narrative, spell casting. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> She'll have a podcast on that, guys. You can bust it out on here. <laughs> it is though. Like, yeah, that's the frequency and energy you're putting to yourself. If yeah. you say I am sick, then you are sick. You never say it. you never own an illness. So even when they're saying, "Oh, do you test positive? What symptoms do you have?" I'm a healthy loving being like I am continuously in high vibration I am not in a low frequency state I am consistently learning and growing my body is able to produce the antibodies and I am able to carry them forward naturally like these are the things that you can carry into it but looking at like why are people getting weaponized well dig deeper friends because there's a whole fun bundle there and I know Keelan will share it with you (laughs) but like that's the thing 
people are coming forward. People are getting empowered. People are doing the things that we did before. And I have to say, we were lazy. I'm not saying I, just me. We all were lazy. We depended on people. Yeah, we did. And I have to say this too. When I said school is an indoctrination, they weaponized it there too. We got disempowered. Did they teach you how to write a letter to the government if you were upset about certain things or how to get involved with your like Canadian politics or American or, or even how to like actually defend your rights if you were ever questioned into certain things or even like the Privacy Act, understanding the yes to a one, the Immunization Act, to even understanding bodily autonomy, to even understanding the charter properly broken down. We like, didn't even learn the Indian Act in school. No. And my husband's First Nation. So like I took First Nations class. I like to learn that. this country in half. We yeah. didn't even learn about it. No. And like, honestly, they did not talk about residential schools in our public school books until a lot of people came forward with their testimonials. And then there was a payout to shush them. And then they found more bodies and then they're just trying to shush it again. So you have to ask why do certain things come out when they come out too? Like, what are they? It's, it's a redirect. You have to always question like, what is the energy and intent here? And I'm not saying always be skeptical of everything and always be in doubt, but like be aware be aware what does it resonate what does it mean to you and does it make sense like on a soul level does it make sense yeah I think we can scrap the love and light signs and get a new sign that says the only way out is through I like that (laughs) I like that because I I used to say love and light but it is kind of gaslighting if somebody's working through something you gotta work through it yeah and that's just it we never want to like I don't know you can't just no, you have Scrap to feel it. it. You have to feel it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't always fun. <laughs> Pull up the bridges, right? Where you're going. Right. Yeah, that's basically it, though, in a nutshell. Like, I, I do feel we have influence from spirit. I just want to say that there's so much that comes in there. But every time you listen to your intuition, you'll get guided. And that's them just trying to help us. Awesome. Um, okay. So, final thoughts today. Oh. What can you leave us with, Melissa? Honestly, let's just recap. There's so many different things. Let's wrap it all into a bow here. Yeah. Like there's so many things. (laughs) Look at the programming that you've had. Does it resonate? Ask yourself, does it resonate? When we talk about the big CV19, what triggered you? Because I I bet there was a trigger in there. What triggered you and why? And then are you willing to be open, neutral? And then from there, are you willing to grow? And then as you continue to question those things for yourself, just understand we're imperfect, you know, souls living a human experience. And then we're allowed to make mistakes and to forgive yourself and others, because that's, what's going to continue to allow the frequency to grow. And the one thing too, is a grudge actually blocks you. It doesn't block anyone else. (laughs) Don't get too busy if somebody's getting mean about it. Like I just turned it into like an internal joke. And so try and find the light, try and find the humor and, and just look up like every once in a while, look up, look at the signs you ask for a sign. Are you looking for it? And so that's, that's like my main message. Just take it in and feel it and work through what we've shared, you know, take what resonates and, and move on. That's so powerful. Like, I just felt like there was a time when I was like really upset of myself. And when I came home to myself, it's so much easier to discern now. Yeah. So I think that's what you're kind of saying, like get to know yourself and then be open to things around you and like question things in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll leave a freebie with Kaylin here. And then it's just an intro to deep cellular healing, which does teach that. And so you guys can take it if you want, leave it if you don't and allow it to just kind of be something that you can use as a little back pocket healing modality for yourself. Cause the biggest thing is we've been disempowered in multiple different facets. And I just want you to understand how powerful you really are. And that's just really listening internally and, and calming the the chaos really i think how you said that we start with boundaries with the spirit world and boundaries with real or human living people yeah it's just like such a telltale sign of like you and what you are going to give to people with your courses and stuff because it's a like such an important starting point <laughs> you know what i mean and it's something that gets skipped a lot and yeah, yeah it just says a lot about like what direction you take people and how to empower, how you empower them in that way. Well, thank you. I, I truly, I think it's because like, I looked at what I was missing. And I'm like, yeah. Let's, Boundaries. Let's fill it <laughs> you know? yeah. Like I'm a recovered people pleaser. Yeah. Let's not do oh that. My God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's that, but no, everyone, you know, just take what you can from it and leave what you can't. And then you can always review it later and see what you liked. Beautiful. Well, thanks for talking to me today. And thanks for being my very first interview. It was so special to have you as my first episode. So thank you, Melissa. The honor is mine, Galen. Anytime. This is awesome. (laughs) 
Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.